Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. Oh, so nice to have Ted Smooth lead us in on this summer mix weekend here. Thank you, baby. We appreciate that. Um, I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on hip-hop's ghostwriting controversy, otherwise known as the Meek versus Drake beef. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. On Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, at Lisa Evers. Check out my Instagram page, at Lisa Evers, and you can post your comments there. We're going to read some of them on the air and also on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. Now, the question... Do you even care if your favorite artist uses a ghostwriter? Is that really so different from contributors and collaborators? Is this something that's been happening in hip-hop since day one? And why, if so, why is this all flaring up now? That's what we're asking you, 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Text your family and friends right now. Tell them to tune into Hot 97 if they're here in New York City in the tri-state. Anywhere in the United States, they can log on to Hot97.com and listen to the live stream. And, of course, on the free Where Hip Hop Lives app, we're streaming the show live as well. Now, as you know, the hip hop world has been rocked in recent days by beef between Meek Mill and Drake. Meek set it off when he claimed that Drake did not write his verse for the collaboration called Rico. Now, there were a lot of twists and turns in this. I'm just going to try to stick to the highlights. And if you haven't been following it Moment by moment, because you've been working, living your life, and doing your thing, we're going to break it down for you, and our guests are uh, going to break it down for us, too, and help us understand. Now, Hot 97's very own funk master Flex got into the mix, alleging that Drake used a ghostwriter, an Atlanta rapper named Quentin Miller. Well, instead of hiding and not responding, Quentin Miller, in hip-hop tradition, responded and said he was given credit as a contributor on Drake's work and that he had worked with him. As for Meek... He was supposed to send something or come to Flex's show, the hip-hop world. Everybody was on standby, um, basically just, you know, with the headphones on nonstop. And he was a no-show on Flex's show and didn't send the response that he promised. So, of course, that started a whole new round of controversy. And people were like, wait, wait a minute, what's happening here? So now Drake recorded two diss tracks charged up in the one many people are calling the knockout blow in the beef. And uh, it is a Drake freestyle called Back to Back, and we're going to give you a listen on that right now. Let's hear uh, Drake's Back to Back. Okay, Mike? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Not again. Yeah, I learned a game from William Wesley. You can never check me. Back to back for the n- that didn't get the message. Back to back like I'm on the cover of Lethal Weapon. Back to back like I'm Jordan 96, 97. Whoa, very important and very pretentious. When I look back, I might be mad that I gave this attention. Yeah, but it's weighing heavy on my conscience. Yeah, and f- you left the boy no options. I want to see my n- go insane. You gonna make me step out of my f- frame. You gonna make me buy bottles for Charlemagne. You gonna make me go out of my way. I waited four days, where y'all at? I drove here in the rave playing AR app. I'm not sure what it was that really made y'all mad, but I guess this is what I gotta do to make y'all rap. I mean, oh, can't fool the city, man, they know what's up. Second floor tussies getting shoulder rubs. This for y'all to think that I don't write enough. They just mad cause I got the Midas touch. You love it and you gotta get a world tour. Is that a world tour or your girl's tour? 
I know that you gotta be a thug for her. This ain't what she meant when she told you to open up more. Ooh, yeah. that was Drake. Uh, back to back, and then uh, here's Meek's response. Wanna know. I just wanna know how to get going to jail, telling on it's coming back home and it's still being cool. I just wanna know how to get on Instagram and Twitter with 50,000 followers and got no money in real life. But still popping. I just wanna know. I wanna know. If a nigga ain't really putting it in, but acting like he putting it in, she can still letting it fly like it's cool. I really wanna know, man. Shit getting different out here, it's getting spooky. In New Orleans, with my chance to give respect. So with that, tell me you be so in a fan. Set around them shit, so the shooters at your neck. I just wanna know if you ain't right there running through the city. Shit. Tell us who the fuck is running through the six with. All right, so you can decide. A lot of people were saying back-to-back uh, -back that Drake won that one clear-cut. But uh, a lot of drama and a lot of speculation about behind-the-scenes goings-on. That's also fueled this beef. Meek is currently on Nicki Minaj's Pink Print Tour. Their personal relationship is reportedly under pressure, to say the least. And Nicki is close to Drake, very close, since they're label, label mates on Young Money, Cash Money Records. So we're not focusing on that because there has been a lot on that too, all kinds of crazy crazy comments and, ro and reports. And since we don't have them here, we're not going to talk about that. But what we are focusing on is that the state of writing in hip-hop. Where do you draw the line between ghostwriters, contributors, collaborators? And does anybody even care anymore? Or is this some kind of like high-level purist theory of hip-hop that applies to only a few people and that only a few people really care about because so many songs have so many collabos on them now. And then, um, you know, some, some say ghostwriting has been a part of a hip-hop from the very, very beginning, there was a great article in the Daily Beast by Stereo Williams. He said, Rapper's Delight, <laughs> the big hip-hop song, was not written by the Sugar Hill Gang. Much of Dr. Gray, Dr. Dre's The Chronic was written by others. And even today, Kanye West's single, All Day, a single now, not an album, a single, contains about 20 credited songwriters on the track, including none other than Kendrick Lamar. So... With so many contributors, with it being such a collaboration type of atmosphere and art form right now, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line in terms of credit? Where do you draw the line in terms of credibility? And also, where do you draw the line legally in terms of who owns what when you have that many people in the mix? How do you keep all that clear? That's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of Street Soldiers on Hot 97 on Twitter and Instagram, at Lisa Evers. Hashtag uh, Hot 97. And let me introduce our panel to you. We're going to take a lot of your phone calls. 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Joining us is Chuck Creekmer. He's the CEO of AllHipHop.com. They've been following and breaking news on this uh, saga as it's unfolded over the last couple of weeks. Chuck, thanks for being with us again. Thank we you. appreciate it. Also with us is Hector Baldonado. He's an entertainment attorney. He represents OT Genesis. Um, G Unit, he's Fetty's producer, and many, many more in the hip hop industry. Hector, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Also with us is artist Sky Zoo. Um, his new album is Music for My Friends. 
You can download it right now. Features Jada Kiss, Black Thought, and more. He's worked with Jill Scott, Talib Kweli, Wale, Lloyd Banks, Spike Lee, and many others. His music is licensed with 2K Sports, Buffalo Wild Wings, ESPN, HBO's Entourage, to name a few of the uh, corporate entities that he's working with. He tours here in the U.S., Europe, Africa, and Australia, basically all over the world. Sky Zoo, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. That's a setup for real. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate it. Also with us is uh, Biscuit from itsbiscuit.com. Biscuit, thanks so much for being with us. Appreciate you. Happy to be here. We are happy to have you here. And also Samuel C. Morrison, Jr. Um, he's a producer, screenwriter, and former contributing writer for the source, Samuel, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We, we really appreciate it. Chuck, I want to start with you on this. Is this much ado about a whole lot of nothing? Pretty, I mean, pretty much. It's, it's something going on between two men, and the, the issue of ghostwriting is a non-issue as far as I'm concerned. Uh, unless you're, you know, obviously if you're referring to a Jay-Z or someone of that nature, or a Nas or a Biggie, when it when it you know as it regards to Ghost Ryan, Cool G Rap, Big Daddy Kane, then we're 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 having a different conversation. But Ghost Ryan overall is is been it's been in hip hop since day one. You mentioned Rapper's Delight, but all almost well, I'll put it like this: a lot of the greats have used collaborators. Um, and furthermore, if someone's credited, it's not ghostwriting. Like that's a that's a distinction that no one seems to want to make. If you're credited on the album, then it's not ghostwriting. Because ghostwriting really means that someone, you misled someone, you told them you were the writer, and you misled us into thinking that you were the person that was writing these lyrics. Attorney Hector Baldonado, how do you, where do you draw the line between who, who, who owns what and who's stealing something? Well, I mean, it's a pretty clear line. If you're the person that wrote the actual lyrics, then you have the authorship of it. And if you have the authorship of it, then you're the one that gets paid. So there are many instances. One of the most famous ones is uh, Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You. Everyone always says, oh, Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston. But the one that made the real money on that was Dolly Parton. Because she, she wrote it. She wrote it. Whitney Houston was signed to a label. And Whitney Houston sung it, so she got paid by the label to sing it, and she got paid when she actually performed it. But the reality is, Dolly Parton, every time, every record that got sold, every time that record was licensed, and the sync licenses, anything, Ka-ching. Dolly Parton got paid and paid extremely well. To this day. <laughs> Till this day, that's she owns a, that. That's, that's how she built record. Dollywood, I guess, right? With, with, with all that, it, it Bis- biscuit in the the other 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 music genres, having other people write your songs is it's very common. It's commonplace. Why do you think this whole thing with, you know, the uh, accusations against Drake, um, touched such a nerve with people? Why is it why is it different in hip hop? I mean, honestly, in 2015, I I feel like it's not as important as it used to be. Like um, Chuck said, um, with uh, with the greats, you know, Biggie, Nas, even Jay Z, it's like it would it would be a real big issue with them. But in today, I believe this generation is not really um, too concerned with who's writing the hits. They just want the hits. Skyzu, what do you think about that? I definitely agree. You know, I, I think it's a, a sign of the times, you know, and our generation that, that we grew up in, all of us on the panel, you know, if you told us back in the day that certain artists like a Big or a Jay or somebody like that had help, it would be the end of the world, you know. But nowadays, this generation, it, it's so microwave, you know, and these kids are built way differently than, than we were. So 
to them, I mean, you can read the comments. They don't care. You know, they, they really don't care. But I think even going back to what you said also, as far as different genres having writers and hip hop, the difference with that is with different genres, there's so many other things you have to do. If you're an R&B singer, a pop artist or whatever, you have to have vocal range. You have to be able to dance. You have to be an entertainer. You have to be able to perform. When it comes to being a rapper, you have one job. And that's the rap. It's to be able to write and get busy. And if you can't do that, then the fans are like, why are we here? But so so you're you're kind of saying two different things. You're, you're saying it's more generational though, that the that the older hip hop fans oh, yeah, absolutely. Ex- expect the rappers to be to do their to do it all. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And I think with, with this generation, you know, it's kinda like they really don't care. But you know, the fans who do look at it a certain way and do have an issue with it. That's the reason why, is that when it comes to hip-hop, you only have one job. We don't expect you to sing. We don't expect you to dance. We don't expect you to do any of that. If you do, that's a cool bonus. We just want to hear you go for it. We just want to hear you spit. And if you're not doing that, then that's when people have an issue with it. All right, Samuel C. Morrison, do you agree with that in terms of what the fans want, what Um, the fans feel? I I would say I agree with it, but you also got to think about it from um, a content uh, point of view. Like if, if it was a rapper talking about street life, and you had a ghostwriter for that, then it will become an issue because now you're rapping about a life that you never lived. But in the case of somebody like Drake or Kanye, we look at them more as uh, an overall artist, an entertainer. So it doesn't matter if they have, uh, you know, ghostwriters. All right, 1-800-223-9797 on Twitter and Instagram, at Lisa Evers. We're talking about the ghostwriting controversy. Is it even a controversy? Does anybody even care anymore who writes the songs? Or is it, as some of our guests are saying, generational and all about basically who's the best performer? Hector, you wanted to say something? Everyone, please feel free to jump in, guys. I was just going to say that, you know, it's not just rap. Let's give it a little bit more credit because rapping you still have to have a cadence you still have to oh, be absolutely. able to deliver be able to spit yeah i mean i can't rap so right. i don't care who writes for me hector Kendrick. you gotta leave now then <laughs> no absolutely i mean and me being a rapper i know that better than anybody on the panel, so absolutely <laughs> yeah. but you know yeah it comes down to flow it comes down to cadence it comes down to your voice and all more, of that yeah. but you know you look at somebody like a you know, uh, any R&B saying Beyonce, whoever, and they have all these vocal, you know, arrangements Range. and octaves, and you know, it's it's a different story. It's, it's a whole different thing. What about Chuck? We we heard this phrase reference track. Mm-hmm. What is a reference track? A reference track is basically uh, a writer who gives it to someone else to show them how to perform the uh, song or verse, like how it's going to sound. Right. So there's a re- there's like a famous reference track, Biggie. Uh, for Lil' Kim out there and Biggie's rapping these female lyrics it's hilarious to hear but you know it just shows that Big was showing Kim how to perform that to song to give her the flow like right. show her what the yeah. what the whole flow was yep so it's a uh, you know I never heard reference tracks back in the day you know I never even heard of that because it right. wasn't really that common and there wasn't a way for them to get out Absolutely, you know. But now it, you can go on YouTube and, and look it up. Yeah, but is know? it also too with so much of the digital production that everything is segmented, fragmented, and a lot of times people don't even meet each other and they're doing different tracks Absolutely. for different Absolutely. joints. Absolutely, I've email in and send me the joint, and you know it gets lost or somebody sends it to the wrong person or somebody forwards it to their friend. They hear it before they send it to the artist. Absolutely. All right, one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. We're gonna get your to- your phone calls and just a moment right now let's go to is it Dorico? Dorico, you there yes i'm here okay this is Dorico copeland he's a songwriter who sued usher and justin bieber over somebody to love which he says he and his cousin wrote Dorico, tell us tell us where this whole case is at right now um well right now we are out of norfolk virginia 
Okay, but in ter- in terms of the the case legally, because I know there was you, you were going through the court system. Is it is it all over and you won, or where is that at? Well, right now, um, we're not in um, any type of battle right now. Like, uh, of course, I, I know you heard that we just actually got granted a appeal. Right. At first, they actually got dismissed, like just thrown out. I don't think any anything really anybody really looked at it. And um, after they went back and actually looked at the evidence, that's how we got the unanimous um, decision. So now you're going to go. Now it's going to go to federal court, right? Yes. So you're still battling it. How did how did your song end up in their hands? Well, um, actually, after I graduated out of high school, I've been singing and recording for about 15, 16 years now. Um, I got linked up with some people in the industry. Of course, everybody knows how favors go in the industry because you have to know somebody to actually get in that type of realm. So um, I got linked in with a couple folks and... um, Actually, they moved me to New Jersey, and I was actually linked up with Usher's Camp to be on a tour. So I recorded a whole full album, which nobody's heard, or I haven't heard, but um, that's neither here or there. But uh, so had you signed? Had you signed anything? Dorico, had you had you signed anything at this point? Uh, no, not at all. So you came up and got involved. And then they, they, you hear them record the song, or what happens? Because I, I really have to keep it moving here. Our phone lines are going crazy. Yeah, actually, um, when I got home, that's when me and my cousin actually heard it on the radio. I was like on a, like a two-week break before I went back to actually go back to go on tour. And then you heard it. Hector, how does something like this happen? Well, um, I mean... Dorico, uh, hold on one second. I'm going to ask um, Attorney Hector Baldonado to comment on this. I mean, it sounds like you have some issues, Dorico, because, I mean, did you copyright your music? Did you do yeah. any of the PA or SR forms? Yes, it was copyrighted two years before. Well, if it was copyrighted, then I'm not sure why the judge would have thrown it out. That doesn't, something is wrong. Right. If you have your copyrights and you have proof that you wrote that song, then it's your record. So I, I don't know. There's more that uh, we don't know about. And Dorico, when when is the? Do they set a court date for this appeal? No, not yet. Oh, not yet. The right. appeal is gone. The, actually, the appeal is gone. So right now we are waiting for the trial date. All right. Well, listen. Thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate it. That's uh, Dorico Copeland, and let let us know what happens with that. We appreciate it. One eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. We have a ton of phone calls. Let's take some phone calls right now. Let's go to uh, Justice from Queens. Justice, hi. You're on Hot ninety seven. Go right ahead. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, panel. How you guys doing? Good morning. Good morning. All right. I just wanted to say that um, I agree with two of you guys about, you know, about some of our older rappers, Nas and Jay. And I was a huge Nas fan coming from Queens, and it would have hurt my heart if I would have found out someone was writing his lyrics. But being that rap was so associated with coming from the streets, it's like a guy having credit of being real, and then he turned out to be a snitch. I had Drake personally as being the leader of the new school. His music is dope. I'm not taking nothing away from the records that were produced, but it's kind of like I cannot equate him as being the best if someone is writing his lyrics, and I don't. I think that's a form of cheating, though. That's all. Yeah, but if Thank he's listing, guys. they listing his his producer, um, Shahib Forty. His producer, Drake's producer, said no. You know these contributors. He uses these con- these contributors. They're listed on on the tracks. There's no big secret about that. So do you even care? Well, if he's I being mean, honest about the- it. No, no, I mean, I, I don't respect it in the sense of, and I expect him, I respect it as far as him giving the guy credit, but I, I, I've i been around certain rappers that, 
give reference tracks. Normally, you lay it, you lay it down first. But it's, it's one thing when you give someone a point on a ball or a hook, but then there's another if you writing a whole song for someone, giving them the whole melody, giving them the, the, the whole the whole spill. I just think, like, and no disrespect to these guys or Drake or whatever, I love the music. I just think it's a form of cheating, though. The okay. way that I had them, I didn't have Drake on the same level as Puffy. I knew Puff didn't write his rhymes. I was okay with that. I had Drake, Drake as a, a purist, an artist, very talented. So I just didn't view him the same way I viewed people that were known okay, uh, all, right, all right, Justice, we're going to get some other other calls. Biscuit, what about what he's saying there? I mean, he, he he's right, you know, like, but again, it's 2015, so it's like... Look at the sales. But the yeah, look at the popularity. People make a, an emotional connection, as you can see right there. Yeah. They make, an, they make an emotional connection to the artist. As they should. And when those as words come out, they, they want to feel like they're exactly. saying what you... You know, you yeah, know what but I mean? Again, Drake, again, Drake isn't really talking about... Robin it's emotional He's not going out trying to no, say you yeah, up in South right. Central yeah, or, or is, but that East New York. Drake is exactly. just making good music, and and that's that's really what the people want to hear. Yeah, but that's and, not and, true. And, and, right. and even and, and even though people are saying that Drake is has reference tracks, use reference tracks, and has ghostwriters, he still just killed Meek off of something that he did write. So that's another issue why people are saying, oh, well, yeah, but, okay, okay, Drake, <laughs> with you're, the not, back-to-back right, freestyle, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're using the these ghostwriters, but you just, you just did a diss track back to back, which is right now the hottest song out. Over Drake 16 million, over 16 exa- million views yeah. on YouTube. 16 yeah, million. the braggadocious nature of the industry in general? You're talking about, you know, people who are writing for others. But in reality, people write about, oh, I have this car and I have that chain and I have this, and they don't have any of that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So is that all? Are you just saying that then they should be dismissed because... You know they have these aspirational rhymes. Well, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about bragging rights, and I, I'm going to put my panel to the fire here. I want to find out what they think about this Meek Drake thing and uh, who's winning and what's going on, and are we watching the unraveling of a uh, rapper that everybody thought was about to blow up really big? That's oh, that's what I'm going to ask them. So you got a moment to think about that. But I also want to, I want to thank everybody who came out to the Push for Peace in Brooklyn last weekend. Special thanks to the Brooklyn Borough President and staff, Eric Adams and his tremendous staff. DJ Martian, the one and only DJ Martian, Hot 97's own, doing it for us with the music. 3-in-1 Entertainment for the Balloons, or website, 3-in-1events.com. Anthony Ward, thank you. 50 Cent, SMS Headphones, thanks 50. Entree Lifestyle Brand for the t-shirts and hats. Thank you. 500 Men Making a Difference. Wayne Devinish and his crew. Julius, everybody holding it down, holding us down, getting everybody fed there. We had free food. Buffet was amazing. Angel Tejada from uh, Mia Sushi Steakhouse for the water for everybody. The one and only Hip Hop Gamer supervising those video games and video battles there. Loving Hip Hop Star, New York Star, Amina Butterfly. She was there. Murder Mook was our uh, guest MC. Caesar and Duchess from VH1's Black Ink Crew. The entire cast Money and Violence was there. Chris Rivers, so many people, and uh, and Janelle Janelle Chinks's wife, Janelle Pickens, was there with her kids. So big shout out to her and, and check out the video. She's in the video for On Your Body, um, looking gorgeous. And and uh, we just wish you the best of luck. And I'm still looking into that case. Don't worry. So we're gonna find out something. And um, all the camera guys, Vincent Nichols Jr., his whole his whole crew, John Maidman. Eli Sands, our panelists, and everybody. So thank you so, so much. And you can find out more about that on LisaEvers.com and on my Twitter, at Lisa Evers. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. We're talking about the Drake versus Meek beef, but the bigger issue of do you care who writes 
the music that you love and that you buy? Do you do you really care? Does it even matter anymore in hip hop, or is this just kind of like a old school, old debate? That but why did this touch such a big nerve? That's what I want to try to figure out. One eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. That's one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. And make sure you replace your old Hot ninety seven app with the new one, free, free, free. On Android and Apple, where Hip Hop Lives mobile app. And you can listen to Street Soldiers live right there on your phone. We'll be right back. Yo, it's your boy Chris Brown, man. Hot 97 got your tickets to see me live. Hot 97's Chris Brown win a weekend. Chris Brown's One Hell of a Night Tour with Kid Ink, Fetty Wap, and more. Shows on the Tri-State PNC on August 26th and Jones Beach on August 30th. Listen all weekend to win tickets to see Chris Brown. Gotta keep it on Hot 97 and win. Ticket at Ticketmaster.com. There will come a time when you finally say, I'm so over my cell phone plan. So why not change your SIM? Keep your phone and keep your freedom with Simple Mobile. Simple Mobile's 30-day plan start at just $40 with 4G LTE high-speed data. Take charge today. Take the simple way at simplemobile.com. Certain restrictions apply. Please refer always to the latest terms and conditions of service at simplemobile.com. To get 4G LTE speed, you must have a 4G LTE-capable device and 4G LTE SIM. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. The eyes you're born with are the ones you keep. They don't even grow much. Think about this. Many children need eyeglasses or contacts and don't even know it because the screening they get at school isn't always enough. Eye problems can affect learning and behavior throughout your child's life. But a comprehensive eye exam can change all that. Shouldn't your child see an eye doctor yearly? Find one near you at thinkaboutyoureyes.com. Your child's vision is nothing to play with. Brought to you by the American Optometric Association. International Friendship Day this Sunday, August 2nd at Playland with the $15 rides admission special, free friendship bracelets, and more. Starting at 12 noon, lots of fun activities and giveaways with Westchester Knicks, New York City Football Club, and News 12. Plus, free Playland friendship bracelets while supplies last. Come Sunday with your family and friends. Go to rideplayland.org for more information. Everybody's going down to Playland Park. Have some fun today. Joe's Crab Shack, we've got a shipload of shrimp for $11.99. That's 33 shrimp to be exact, and all for only $11.99. Featuring Joe's Signature Barbecue Rub Shrimp, Coconut Shrimp, and Beer Battered Shrimp, all served on one plate. That's right, this summer, Joe's Crab Shack is bringing you 33 shrimp for only $11.99. So get your tail into Joe's Crab Shack today. 33 shrimp for $11.99 won't last long. Hey, honey, listen, you know how we missed that deadline to enroll in a health plan? Did you know you can still enroll in a plan if you have a qualifying life event? We can still get Metro Plus. I have that research. Yeah, Metro Plus is the plan of choice for nearly half a million New Yorkers. What? You knew? What didn't you tell me? Well, you better call Metro Plus right away. It's 855-809-4073 or go to metroplus.org. Oh, but we do have a qualifying life event. No, I didn't just become a citizen. 
No, I know we didn't just get married. Yes, I, I know we didn't just move to New York. I think you're forgetting one of those qualifying life events. Oh, I don't know. Like, we're having a baby? Hello? Honey? Honey? Hello? We're so confident New Yorkers will find the best prices on Expedia, we guarantee it. We guarantee that if you find a cheaper hotel up to 48 hours before checking in, we'll refund the difference and give you $50 towards your next trip. And when you travel this summer, we guarantee you'll have to roll the dice in Atlantic City if you want to win big. And the best way to describe Cape Cod is wicked awesome. And we guarantee the food in D.C. is pretty historic as well. Get the best price on summer travel, guaranteed, with Expedia. See site for details. Advance Auto Parts knows what makes a car guy a car guy. It's the commitment to maintain an engine through the 300,000-mile mark. It's burning the midnight oil to finish a job most guys would rather hand off. It's loyalty, and it's why there's speed perks from Advance Auto Parts. Spend 100 and get $20 off your next qualified purchase. No cards, no points, no nonsense. Advance Auto Parts, for guys who love getting under the hood. See store to sign up or visit speedperks.com for details. Refresh your summer with Coors Light and Hot 97. For your chance to win exclusive tickets to the next Hot 97 Listening Lounge, visit hot97.com slash Coors Listening Lounge for your official ticket-winning locations. Refresh your soundtrack with Coors Light and keep it flowing. Hey, it's Laura Styles, and here's what's hot. Tune in to the new Ed 2 Apple Music Listening Lounge, a program for music lovers with 60 minutes of commercial-free music every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Hot 97. Discover new music and connect with your favorite artist on Apple Music. And Fun Fusion in New Rock City is Westchester's only indoor amusement park with billiards, bowling, laser tag, and more. Listen in to Megan Wright from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for a chance to win $97 Fuse cards to game all day at Fun Fusion in New Rock City. What up? This is Trey Songz, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people, only on Hot 9-7. Know what we be on. First ones to it. Everything is FGR. <laughs> know what we be on First ones to it Everything is FGR Talk to him. Uh, Designer sweats Off designer plugs My fan base Pedal krills Or designer drugs Money hand over fist Like a Steiner glove Drop Jeep Box seats What I remind you of Aura of the city Everything that I came for And to carry on I carry on Like a wave boy And it worked to whoever Like if my aim gone Fly murder forever Like it's your name Lord Devil wear Prada Hitler wear Hermes Hobby and Celine With your queen Going burlesque, but at a supreme, I'm supremely the deity. Crowns off the point, how I weave where the needle be. And it's leaving legendary if it come to me. Rep means everything, mine means luxury. <laughs> and we try and turn bread like Harpo. Talking Marlowe with a part low arms fall. <laughs> That's a little bit of luxury by the one and only Sky Zoo with us right here in studio. And uh, he's an artist. His new album, Music for My Friends, you can download it now. And also with us is Chuck Creekmore. He's the CEO and founder of AllHipHop.com, entertainment attorney Hector Baldonado, Biscuit, it's Biscuit.com, and uh, Samuel C. Morrison, Jr., producer, screenwriter, and former contributing writer for The Source. Chuck, why did this hit such a big nerve with everybody? Really? All right, here here it is. Real talk. Here here it is right here. (laughs) Purists don't like Drake. That's number one. Right. They, they think he's st- too commercial? Yeah, too commercial, maybe a little on the soft, emotional side. That's why, one, right? Two, fans want to believe in Drake as a writer, as a emotional delivery of their emotions, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and then lastly, it's good old-fashioned hip-hop beef. Contrast, 50 Cent, 
and Kanye. This reminds me of those two guys, you know, where the big bad Meek versus mm. uh, Drake, you know, who might not be so street, you know what I mean? And it's just But fun. he's not pretending. He wasn't pretending to be street. Drake. I know, but again, it's a contrast of styles, right? Styles make fights. That's what right. they say in boxing. So now you got Meek who's, you know, you, you think Meek's going to knock him out, right? Just like we kind of thought 50 would knock right, Kanye out. Right, the gorilla teddy bear thing back yeah. in 07, yeah. And then the memes. It's just entertainment right now. Like, yeah, it's just, man. Let's get one about that. It's, it's crazy. They got White Castle saying, it's okay, Meek Mill. Maybe beef isn't your thing. Hashtag chicken rings. <laughs> uh, Meek used uh, Undertaker's intro on his diss track, and now he got... Um, the, the Undertaker, Undertaker upset. Bret Hart. He got the wrestlers upset. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, Allegedly. Alleg no, well, actually, reportedly. No, did they tweet no, it out? Bret Hart shouted Drake out on his Instagram and Twitter and everything, uh, saying, "Yo, thank, thank you for knocking Meek out." Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's 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 looking it's looking bad for Meek, man. And Meek was doing so good, man. I I he feel was. like he, you know, he just like Drake said, he he went off with the Twitter fingers. You know, you can't really run the social media and rant too much. You know, you kind of gotta. It's like tip. Leave See texting, yeah, you know. You <laughs> After two drinks, put the put the yeah, phone man. aside. Put, right. Yeah, everybody everybody was telling me, put your phone down, put your phone down. <laughs> but he was going off on Twitter, man. He Meek started it, you know, and and right. people expected more from Meek with his diss track, especially and that, with the whole street thing and the yeah, Philly thing and, 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 he, and that's and that's the. Uh, that's the um he's cut from that claw. Yeah, he's a battle he's rapper. He's a battle rapper. Yeah. He's nice. People so man, people, people yeah. wanted Meek to drop that Ethan and yeah. he didn't really come close. Cause what about that? The battle rap uh the battle rap background here not really coming through for him apparently. Yeah. According um, to many critics. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, I definitely as somebody who, you know, believes in what Meek does as far as his background, being a battle rapper, being somebody from Philly where that's all they do out there, I just knew I was like, Yeah, he gonna come with it. Especially when so much time Happened in between I was like yeah He gonna come with it Five six days passed Or whatever whatever He's really gonna come with it And you know He definitely tick -tock, had Tick tock Yeah he definitely had Moments in the record But you know I mean the people Are really looking at it Like it was supposed To be more Only because They know what Meek Is capable of And I think that's The discrepancy If he wasn't capable Of really getting busy People might have been like Okay I get it But the fact that He really really goes there When it's time People would let down yeah. Let's go to the phones, and guys, uh, please feel free to jump in. Let's go to Anthony from New Rochelle right now. Anthony, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Yeah, about this whole Drake and Meek thief, I think it's a whole bunch of, uh, you know what. Okay. At, at the end of the day, whoever writes for Drake, writes for Drake. Drake has to, Drake has to uphold the persona that he carries. He has, to, he has to uphold his brand. He made, at the end of that. All right, Anthony, thank you so much. Let's go to um, Christian from New Jersey right now. Christian, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. How you doing? Hey, Christian, turn the radio down in the background, please. Oh, man, it's not like the whole kitchen table just fell over. I just feel like Drake needs to come correct. Whenever he, he makes his diss tracks, he came correct when he made two diss tracks. Okay. All right, Christian, I think we listened to the phone there. Let, let me go to Kyle from New Jersey right now. Kyle, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi, Lisa. Hi, everyone. How are you guys? All right, how are you? Good. It was nice, first of all, Lisa, uh, just a side note, to connect with you at the Street Soldiers event. I had a fun time. It was nice seeing you there. Thank you so much. Thanks for being there. We appreciate it. 
No problem. Um, I want to ask the panel, uh, what do you think is going to happen next with the Meek Mill and Drake situation? Do you think this will die down, or do you think it will still go on? It's just All right, get, let me it's, see what they, the, let me see what they like say, Biscuit. Just, I feel like it's just getting started, and Meek definitely has to... Um, he gotta he gotta dust himself off and try again, man. Yeah, me, I, I think me. I think he alluded to it too at the end of the record because the beat mm-hmm. switches up. Yeah, and then he's getting into a couple lines and it fades out. So I think he was letting people know and, and, there's and more the, and coming. And the people gotta understand Drake still like Drake didn't use his big Joker yet. You know, Drake is still Drake. You gotta be careful with Drake. You know, like what Drake still got he because Drake dropped Drake Drake is winning clearly, but they, if Meek if Meek responds again and it's not. It's not that good. Right. And he's gonna have now. He's gonna have to, Drake could respond back and even put the nail in the coffin. Right. So it's Meek is against the ropes. So he got to figure it he's out. He's against the ropes. And he's got the the WWE on his back. Let's go to Q from Jersey right now. Q, hi, you're on Hot ninety seven. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, everyone. How y'all doing? Good morning. How are you? All right. I believe it's good. People might look at it as this little uh, Drake and Meek. They're two different styles. I believe they're on two different levels of music. Um, they got two different fan base. But like the um, person on the panel said, I think it's great for hip hop because it's like the Fifty and Kanye beef. Fifty and Kanye are two different. They're on two different levels. But the controversy and the album build up, the sales build up, the media made them both do decent numbers. I believe I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head. But um, I think it's kind of good for hip hop, especially for me. I'm a DJ. I get to play Drake's, then I play a little bit of Meeks, but I gotta. I got to come back with Monster after that because, you know, it was suspect to me. But I think it's good for hip hop. As long as they keep it on wax and um, keep and the Twitter. build up. And digital. <laughs> keep it digital. All right, Q, thank you thank you so much for the call. Let's go to uh, Rico from Newark. Hey, Rico, how you doing? What's going on, sweetheart? What's hey, going I on, wanted to give a sal- I wanted to give a salute to you, man. You're a hip-hop pioneer for sure, so I definitely wanted to. I'm blessed to even talk to you this morning. Well, thank um, you so much. Most Always get love from Newark. Hey, I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna say something for the record. Um, Meek losing for sure. He gonna lose. <clears throat> he gonna keep losing because as much as y'all wanna agree, Drake is better. Drake put out way more singles. Drake put out way more hits. Drake makes this joint right now. Jake, I mean Drake is putting out everything. Drake is fire. So, like I said, Meek is having a moment because he got this Nicki behind his back. He feeling himself. So he gonna he gonna boast a little bit. So. My thing is, don't don't underestimate the quiet Joker. He humble for a reason. Don't let that Joker come out of his humbleness and start really flexing because Drake could really flex on him. Mm-hmm. We already seen it with the back to back. We seen it with this charge. Like he putting it together. So my thing is, all I'm saying is, if me hearing this right now, fall back, bro, because you 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 testing the humble Joker when at the end of the day, this not what you really want. You know what I'm saying? You, he from Philly. They do battle rap, but. This is a whole different lane. We talking about single. We putting it on wax, and we putting it for the public, just like LL Cool J and, and Cannabis. Right back it's in the day. Back to that moment. <laughs> All right. So it's public. All it's- right, Rico. Let me see what our guests are saying about that. Thank you so much for the call. Thanks for the love. I appreciate it. I think you got it. Uh, okay. That's the one thing people forget. Drake gets busy. Like they right. keep forgetting. They keep yeah. thinking this little ghostwriting thing, which is not really a ghostwriting thing, means something. It doesn't. Drake writes his lyrics. He gets busy on the mic. He like, makes songs. Yeah, he yeah. makes hits, he makes but not hits. Song. He gets busy on the mic, yeah. which is a different thing. Mm-hmm. Which is why it was so much of a storm when all this came out because people looked at him as, "Yo, we believe that you get busy because you've never, you've never taken a moment off." You talking about Drake somebody was like who, waiting for yeah. this. He was waiting for somebody to say. He 
he was waiting for somebody to call him out. No, no, no. But no, is it? No, 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 no. no, 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 Kendrick, Kendrick called Drake out. Hold on, let's just Kendrick called everybody out. But listen and be clear. Drake knows who to. You know, Drake's not. He doesn't want that. Drake, like, you know, wait a minute. Chuck, what's your point? Wait, what's your point? Drake said it in the lyric. I might be. You know, after a while, I might be mad at myself for even even doing this. Right, because he doesn't need it. Right, like it's too like it's a step down for him. And he said, I'm done with doing favors for people because I don't even need the money that I make off of the features. Which, you know, he's telling Meek, like, yeah. I, I gave you that. Right. I, I, gave, I just did that for you. Yeah, but that like has nothing to do with the fact that he didn't respond to Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they don't want Chuck to respond because it only Drake. gives the person that they're responding to credibility. It's like when Nas said, I don't want to say your name, but you know what? I'm going to say it. And then he said, you know. That's a new thing, though. Nah, I, I think I'm going to go with Chuck. I think uh, Drake was very smart in not responding to Kendrick. Correct. But going after Meek. But Meek lost from the beginning because if you follow in street code, you never talk about another man's business. And that's the first thing that Meek came out and did. Yeah, and um, just from a, another perspective, I don't think Meek can do anything to re like rebound off of this situation. You don't he, think there's any way to recover? Nah, he took too long to respond. The response that he came out with was weak after calling Drake's first response weak. And I don't. I really don't think Meek has any friends because why would anybody let him release that type of record? <laughs> oh man! And you know what? Oh, another man. thing. Nobody like. I feel like if like a Kendrick or or J Cole or somebody like that would have Drake's back. I mean, uh, pardon me, Meek's back and be like, "Yo, you know what? Meek is right. Drake Drake is whack for not writing all of his music." It'll be more like on Meek's side, but I feel like nobody, not even one person, I don't see nobody supporting Meek saying, you I know think, what? I think we have somebody on the phone that okay. support Meek. I'm going to try to balance yeah. this out here. But I, but I also I also want to ask you real quick, and Eli, we're going to go to your, your phone call next. In terms of Drake's image, because there were the, he, he did take criticism. He's talking about his feelings. He's just talking about things guys don't usually talk about that way you know in hip hop in public and yet everybody responded to it and then when it comes down to like having the smackdown he's right there in the ring throwing the mm -hmm. you know what many consider the knockout blow right mm -hmm. so did this change drake's image too a little bit oh, like yeah. remind no, people drake is, yeah. drake is a bully now <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say a bully i would, I would say he was more or less defending his, yeah, his territory. Right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. When the, like, Meek was trying to bully Drake. Like, you know, when a bully comes to, you know, bully. Nah, dude, nah, nah, here's nah, the nah, bully. Nah, oh, wait, you say, okay. Absolutely. came with a knife and Drake came with a bazooka. Period. Well, yeah, but that's, 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 that's what That's I'm not saying. a bully. That's somebody defending yourself. You're going to come at me. I'm going to come back at you, but I'm going to make sure I destroy yeah, but, you. Yeah, he, he and that's showed. what Drake well, he did. Was, he yeah, yeah, yeah. When you talk about destroying people, I want to know who got Whataburger, White Castle, <laughs> Rosetta Stone to diss me. Like, and who that's, did that's that? Now, did Drake pull those? Nah, that's they'll 2015. They'll just cut checks to Drake. That's people realizing how can we cash in on this. All right, let's go to Eli in Plainfield. Eli, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. How you doing? All right, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I feel like Drake Drake is deceiving everybody. He's deceiving us. He came as somebody he's really not. Like, I don't know if everybody else was upset, but I was upset. You feel me? I understand what Meek is trying to come from. He's upset, too. Like, he fucked. I mean, he messed with Drake. You feel me? But, like, Drake is not really writing his raps. Like, and I think that's crazy. Like, he's not a rapper. Then, like, he could be a performer, but he's not a rapper. Like, but at the end of the day, all this is hype. Hype, you me? All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. You can't, you can't okay. say Drake. You That's, can't say Drake isn't a rapper because he's rapping. He's rapping. Right. He's rapping his his. Wait a minute. 
Sky, Sky Zoo, what about? What, let's get Sky. Yeah, uh, get what Sky. You, what's your take on this? Just keep it real, Sky. Yeah, Zoo. as 100. far as what, which which right. facet, all the, of it, the, all of the above, the writing, right. the writing, the writing aspect. Well, I mean, Drake definitely writes. Has he written everything? We don't know. That's why I saw. Well, no, his he, producer says he ha- that there's con- these contributors listed as right. there are for many other artists. Right. So my question is, why is this such a big deal in the in the hip hop in the in the rap game? Mm-hmm. Is there kind of like a, a ghost writing underground? Whereas an aspiring rapper, you kind of have to, you know, do get, do a few few free be. lines and you know free free verses for somebody, and then you kind of like get on, and then you kind of get to be part of their camp, and then they right. you know they put you on like that or, well, is, or is that yeah well, well that's that's one way to to potentially get in or look at it i think the issue is just going back to all the drake stuff with the writing i think the issue is even if you're credited as a writer when you look at the credits on, on an album a lot of people a lot of fans may not know you look at the credits and you have the, the producers notes. right you look at the producers the writers who the sample uh was was created by the original sample. so there's a lot of names so you don't know who did what so it goes by so even if your name is credited it's still ghostwriting because it is not put out there that you were writing or that That's you had help writing. Wait, you still consider that ghostwriting even if they name the contributors? Absolutely, because they're not going out there putting the image out to say, I don't write everything. Yeah, but if, if, you did away with, if you did away with all of that, and Hector, in terms of the beats, in terms of the producers, and every aspect of hip-hop, if you did away with all of that... We'd what? be in trouble because the producers do it all day. There are tons of producers, very, very big-name producers who have a lot of other producers under them, and some of those other uh, sub-producers will do you know, half a track Three quarters of a track. The uh, the main producer will come in, touch it up, and then uh, produced by this person. When it really most of the work was done by Scott Storch is famous Huge for that. For that. Oh he, yeah, he, yeah. But he started under people. You know, right. they yeah. all did. But is that is that just the way the business works and just the nature of the creative process? It's evolution. I mean, it's been it's been done in all genres of music but because again going back to what I said about the braggadocious nature of hip hop you expect people to be who they say they they are you expect oh I'm the best producer because that's me doing it, but mm-hmm. reality is it's all contribute. It's all collaborators, especially if you're putting that image forward. It, if if you yeah. have a rapper who's coming out as I'm one of the best, I'm the best. This I'm is the only king, genre whatever, that really whatever. does that, right? Yeah. If, if if you're if you're a rapper and you come out as I'm one of the best, I'm the best, I'm the king, whatever, and then we find out right. that you're getting help. That's when it becomes. And a that thing. was Flex's and, point. Yeah, he exactly. said you're you're a hit maker. You can't call yourself the king. Nobody looks at exactly. Nobody looks at Puff or and not schedule, but just to finish the point nobody looks at Puff or any of the people who are known to have rights nobody says oh Puffy's the greatest ever nah we know Puff is a great entertainer great we know entertainer. he's busy but we're not going to him thinking oh he's that guy when right. it comes to 16s he's gonna but give you a great party too exactly but if you're an artist who's looked at or the way you put your image together where you present yourself whether it's the music or outside of it as being the best MC being the nicest being the king right now being the LeBron of the moment so to speak and then we find out that there's some help or some enhancements or PDs or whatever, then it becomes a thing and that's what everybody's issue is. But he, no, here's the issue though. Here's the real issue. Chuck Creekmore, all hip hop. And I'm not mm-hmm. really, I'm not defending Drake. But here's, you're singling out. People are singling out Drake, right? Mm-hmm. But then you have to single out everybody else that's used a collaborator as well. Absolutely. Like like a Kanye. But if you go old school style with it, then you there's a whole bunch of old school artists that. Use ghostwriters and collaborators. Right, absolutely. On big so, hit songs that are considered absolutely. like hip hop yeah, landmarks. Right, classic. Open up a can of worms because on his new song with Nicki that they play on Hot 97 a million times, um, 
uh, uh, they you use, can talk they, biscuit. We're not gonna listen, show no, no. you. <laughs> they use they use Biggie's they use Biggie's flow. What's your name? My name, Nick. Yeah. You 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 know. Yes, the, yes. And, and people put that meme out. So that's, it's like that's considered biting. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. So Meek is you know he. He he should have really thought that over. You, you, you know? can't have he a double really standard. That, yeah, you if can't. You, and, and plus, with, with Safari and Nicki, um, it's known that Safari did a lot of writing and stuff for Nicki. So you're going off on well, not known. Don't say. I well, mean, well, I, I'm, you know, alleged, allegedly, alleged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. Alleged, thank allegedly, you. But Let's I'm just saying, like, it's a lot of things floating around. I gotta go in Brooklyn later on. So <laughs> Stan, Stanley Avenue, around. Crescent Avenue. Thirteen people shot over the weekend. Let's go to um, Shanai from. Uh, I think it's from the Bronx. Shana, are you from the Bronx? Yeah, I'm from the Bronx. Okay, now what are you thinking about all this? Okay, first I'm going to say I'm not biased, but someone can say I'm biased just because I'm a diehard Drake fan. I was a Drake fan back from 07, from his old mixtape, comeback season, Room for Improvement, so I know his style. And I feel like, to be honest, what it is now and what it was then, yes, he improved as a writer, and his style is the same. And I feel like I'm not going to lie, when I heard the allegations, my feelings were hurt because I like a lot of the songs. I relate to them. So I went and looked at all the different popular albums and see if they had contributors. Every album that's popular right now, or a lot of artists like Jay-Z's albums, they all have contributors. So I don't understand why it's such a big deal that he has contributors. Meek Mill's albums had contributors. So what is he talking about? Everyone has contributors. All right, let, let me see what our panel... Shania, excellent point. Let me see what our panel has to say. Chuck Creekmore, what about that? Everyone has contributors. No, so I, we're back where we started I, from. She, she what she is the big deal? She threw Jay under the bus. She, she threw Jay under the bus. I, you know, He's in a whole different league. Right. There's different, there's different types of contributors, right? So if you look at Jay-Z's Blueprint album, there was a that was a group effort to put that album together. I don't think that we're trying to say Jay ever used... A, a, a lyrical contributor, right? He's so, never had help with the pen. Absolutely right, not. Exactly. And that would <laughs> I know that would shatter you if he, if, <laughs> if Fate to Black he did. No? Well the thing I don't know well, I don't know well, about with that. The hooks? But what about with let me hooks? let me bring it back to what because yeah, well, we just have a couple minutes left. What yeah. about what she's what what about what she's saying? Is this is this like a, a teaching moment for all hip hop fans where we realize, wait a minute, contributors are part of the game, the game is done changed and this is what's going on. Yeah. I think a lot of people, it goes back to what we were saying earlier, a lot of people, as far as the fans, may not understand what the line of notes and the credits mean. Yeah, if you if you open up a CD and you look at track one and it has five names, it's going to have five names. It doesn't mean the artist on the front didn't write every word that came out of their mouth, but those contributors, it means writers, it means producers, it means the samples, it means the person playing the It means the somebody in the studio the saying, end. why don't you try it, it this way, right? Everything. So then if you do the math, if you read the credits, you can say, okay, this guy played trumpet here, this guy did the beat, they sampled the so-and-so record, so these two names are the original writers of the sample. Okay, so now we have one name left, that's Jay-Z's name. That's S. Doc Carter. Okay, now it all makes sense. And as fans, you know, they, they're they getting privy to this information but may not understand what it all means. No. So everybody throws around the word contributors, contributors, but you have to break it down and really do the knowledge of what it means. But then when you start having extra names, like alleged Quentin Millers or whatever else it is, that's when it becomes, okay, Plus, what's going look, on? All right, all right, real quick. We're, we're almost out of time here. I want to go around the, around the panel here. Um, Sam, what about the, uh, where do you think this is going to go? Is this kind of the end of it winding down? Um, I would say it's the end. Uh, like I said, I don't think Meek can do anything to uh, rebound off of this. But, you know, a question that I have for the panel is, truthfully, how many people would, when it's all said and done, how many people would actually put Drake in that top five? You know, just from, like, content a lot. Not earning power, not marketability. Like, it's not an issue for me because Drake will never be in my top five. So Okay. 
All right, Biscuit, what about this? I mean, we Drake, got the WWE weighing in. Is, yeah, are we going to have a presidential address from the White House on this, or what's happening uh, here? See, like, the reference track that actually came out um, that they put ten out. Bands, the ten 50 bands, 50 bands. See, the thing is, when somebody's out in a nightclub or wherever they at, and that record comes on, People go crazy. I don't. Yeah, they they they're loving that record, and I don't think anybody's gonna sit there and and really be focused in on the reference track. They just like it for what it is a new generation. You know, clearly Drake is is running this new generation, and it's like, you know, we just we're just praying. Get for over Meek. it. We're just praying for Meek because we we all like Meek, and that's the whole that's the problem. People really didn't want Meek to go out like this. So they want they want it. Sky we, Z, what we do you still think? we still waiting to see what Meek is gonna do. Rapper to rapper, what advice do you give Meek Mill right now? Come with it on that second beat, cause the second beat, both <laughs> and don't beats wait. was dope. Both beats was crazy. Um, the way that second beat was coming in, and you felt like he was about to keep going, and it cut off. Come with it, and and I'm pretty sure he is. Knowing the kind of guy Meek is, just from the music alone, I'm pretty sure he's probably in the lab right now. Like he just just come with it and really clean it up. Okay, Hector, what about this? You you you've handled many disputes too in yeah. hip hop. Um, well, look, you have to protect yourself. Oh, by the way, about the. The Meek Meek may have another ten records. Drake may have another twenty. Wait, so he may. we don't know what could happen. Yeah. But anyway, make sure that you make sure you copyright your music because that's the most important thing. Protect yourself. It's like if you're getting into a deal, any record deals, any production deals, publishing deals. I don't care what it is. Management. Get make something sure. in an email or Ex- no, or no, paper. no, no. Go to an <laughs> go attorney. Copyright.gov. Go to an attorney. Uh, make sure you protect yourself. It's the most important thing because if you don't have that on paper, if you don't have it registered with the government, then you're going to be in trouble. A simple, a simple step, but a critical one down Very the road because you never know what could what you could blow up not. and be a hit. Correct. All right, Chuck Creekmer, AllHipHop.com, real quick. My thoughts are, and this is great, everybody wins. Even Meek wins. You, <laughs> when you have corporations shouting you out, when everybody knows your name, it's a win, win, win for everybody, including websites. So thank you very much for being here. <laughs> Did you have you have you gotten a lot more hits? Absolutely. You guys always get a lot of hits, but have you gotten a lot of a, hits? A on? lot, a lot of hits, a lot of conversation. You know, this is great. I love it. Yeah, we love it. We're too. here on Hot ninety seven with you. All right, I mean, what could be right? better than that? Yeah. And I and I love having this topic to talk about. I want to thank all of our guests: Chuck Creekmer, CEO, AllHipHop.com, Entertainment Attorney Hector Baldonado, Artist Sky Zoo, um, it's Biscuit. Right? It's biscuit.com. Yep, yep, yep. Biscuit. And uh, Samuel C. Morrison Jr. Um, at Mr. Doing Too Much. I want to thank you all for being with us on this episode of Street Soldiers, which will be posted. Stay tuned because you got DJ Spazzle, the one and only. Yeah, that Dykeman basketball tournament we did together in July. All right, Spazzle's coming up next, but also want to let you know uh, one of our community heroines, Maria da- Davis, she was an early pioneer in the fight against AIDS and HIV in our communities. She's working in the streets in Harlem. And she's uh, organizing National Night Out Against Crime at the 125th Street office building from 6 to 8 p.m. They have music, free food. But she is looking for volunteers. If you would like to volunteer, especially Harlem, if you're in the Harlem area, give Maria a call on her cell at 646-765-0689. That's 646-765-0689. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, and Instagram, at Lisa Evers, Google+, Facebook. Uh, usually by Tuesday, we post what the topic is going to be for the following show. We've got a lot of things going on in hip-hop. We're going to see what's going on with that. A lot of things going on with the prisons. 
a lot of things happening with women in the prisons, and we're going to talk about that, these deaths in custody. That's one of the topics that's on deck for us, too. So we'll let you know what it's going to be for Sunday on Tuesday. So make sure you check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Evers. And I want to thank my whole amazing crew here at Hot 97, our management, uh, Dion Levingston, Pio Ferro, T.T. Torres, our digital director, Jeffrey Thacker, my Street Soldiers team, executive producer, Tone Capone, producer, Rose D., production assistants from Mia Bell, and our board op and digital support, Michael Medium, our digital director of all things digital, the one and only TJ. So thank you all for helping me make this possible each and every single week. Um, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, you know, all over the place, or, or lisa.evers at foxtv.com. Have a great week, everybody. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace. Yo, it's your boy Chris Brown, man. Hot 97 got your tickets to see me live. Hot 97's Chris Brown win a weekend. Chris Brown's One Hell of a Night Tour with Kid Ink, Fetty Wap, and more. Breezy's got two shows in the Tri-State PNC on August 26th and Jones Beach on August 30th. Listen all weekend to win tickets to see Chris Brown. You gotta keep it on Hot 97 and win. Ticket at Ticketmaster.com. WQHD and WQHD HD1 New York. A Hot 97 Summer Mix Weekend. All the Hot 97 DJs and celebrity DJs mixing live. DJ Spazzo, live on the Hot 97 Summer Mix Weekend. Something special. Unforgettable. It's sent to say. Just stay. Simple plan. Damn. Damn. She, she, she want it. I want to get to her. She know that it's right here for her. I want to see her break it down. Yeah. I'm ballin', blowin' money around. She work girl, she work pro, she break it down, she take it low.